All right, welcome to Crown Council's Mentor of the Month. I am Stuart Anderson, and if you're watching the video, I am joined today by Lisa Valencia. Hey, Lisa. Hi, Stuart. And you're coming to us from beautiful California. Is it beautiful today, or what, what's going on? No, I am in San Francisco, and we are in that <laughs> tropical yeah. kind of rain. Crazy. More, more, than, more than normal. More than normal. I know. What are they called? The atmospheric river is coming at you. That was it. It's a river. Yes. <laughs> Hey, very good. So um, as you know, or maybe you don't know, if you're tuning in for the first time, Mentor of the Month is an opportunity for us to connect with members of the Crown Council, both doctors and team, uh, to hopefully establish some community between us, but also to learn uh, best practices from each other, connect the things that we're doing that are working, and especially to just feel a little more like we are not doing dentistry alone. And Lisa's story is so good. Uh, if you went to the last, what, five, six annual events, you've seen Lisa on stage and we were just, she was just joking around about it. So um, she is a team member, but is also a lifetime qualified member as part of the Crown Council, uh, received her lifetime qualified membership in Salt Lake City. And uh, I thought it would be fun to hear that story about how and why a team member was inspired to become uh, a qualified member. Um, so can we start there, Lisa? I, I'm, I'll do, how about I do a quick, bi your biography real quick. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, you've been practicing clinical director, uh, hygienist for the last 18 years and currently works in a general practice in San Francisco, California. Uh, began her career as a dental assistant, then a front desk team member and progressed to dental hygiene. Uh, Lisa has more than 25 years of experience in dentistry, including cosmetic, restorative, oral sleep medicine, conscious sedation, and general practices. Uh, and right now you're doing a bachelor's of science in dental hygiene. Very cool. What, where are you doing that? Um, it's asynchronous. It's all online, but the campus is in uh, Foothill, California. So just okay. Southern South Bay area. Very cool. And then maybe give a little background. Um, where did you start? Whose practice were you in when you started Crown Council? Uh, Dr. Richard L. Plash in Hayward, okay. California. Okay. And 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 talk about your journey real quick um, of becoming a qualified member. Can you do that? Yeah, I was thinking about, you know, how, how I started this journey. And I remember being in Phoenix at the Crown Council annual event. And it was like that one, again, with crazy weather, like we didn't pack for cold. Right. It was so cold. <laughs> Like flash freezes. We went to Sedona. Dr. Plash and my office manager had the great idea of going at four o'clock in the morning on Thursday before Steve Anderson's session and going mm -hmm. to Sedona and checking it out. And I was like, I was like, I'll go, but I'm bringing my blanket. <laughs> so I remember the catchphrase for that event was rise above. And I remember right. seeing by Dr. Plash and seeing like he's he's a charter, he was a charter member and was lifetime qualified even before I started practicing with him. And I was just, and I remember seeing, I think it was a resource partner was like on the track too. And I was just like, hmm. I was like, is there a hygienist? I turned to Dr. Plash and I was like, is there a hygienist? Like, can I, can I be you? So, and he's <laughs> like, I don't see why not. And Nancy, the office manager was like, I'll contact Rachel and see what we need to do. So, and it took a couple of years to like get it up and like running. Just it did. Because, yeah. Thank just you. like, I was like, how do I, how do I change these so it's not a dentist so I just kind of took the hygiene as its own little practice 
Okay. So like, I don't have a lab. I don't do crowns and stuff. So I was just like, well, my periodontist is kind of my lab. Like I, most of my patients get referred to him. I was just like, let me call the two periodontists. And then they, it was such good feedback or they were like, so happy to hear from me, you know, like nobody calls like to see how, you know, my big question is, is do the patients, when they come in, do they still have questions? Like, you know, are we missing the ball when they're in there? Um, and so I actually started talking with the endodontist then at that point, and then the oral surgeons, making sure that the patients we referred over, like that flow was good. So I think that that's my favorite part about every year calling. I, I call twice a year or I stop by sometimes too, um, just to say hi. And like, that way I can actually tell the patients, like I've been to that practice. It's really nice. Like, nice. yeah. So very cool. Yeah. I, and I'm, I mean, as a team member, I imagine this is my personal opinion. Um, there's most team members are sitting in a practice and they say to themselves, well, my doctor is working with us to become qualified member. Like, what is this? What's in it for me? Why would I do this on my own? Why, why would I make the effort? Um, what would you say to those team members? Why, why is it worth it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think in my case, he had done it so long ago that it was just reinstilling those, that culture, that those values of those eight practices you have to do. Um, we had them there, but it gave like a reason why to like the current team members uh, on the team, like, oh, this, like, this is why we do it this way. Um, or like I said, you, you switch it up a little bit, like what's currently going on in the practice that this can, this can do. And actually Dr. Plash has since now passed away. So I'm no longer with his practice. So it's nice. Sorry. I'll get teary eyed a little bit, but um, it's nice to have that when I'm working at these other practices to have that culture. Like it's me, like I can continue that legacy for him. Yeah. It's okay to cry for Dr. Plash. Absolutely. One of the best men of all time. And whenever I think about him, I think about, um, you would always post on your social media, your picture with him at the annual event. And I, I loved that you respected and honored him, you know, just for the journey that he took you on and, and, uh, the amount of work he did to be a leader and example in crown council. Absolutely. Uh, I do ne I never want to forget him and, and what just a great, great man. He was sorry. Sorry, Lisa. But oh no, it's fine. I can just, I, it's I good. Agree. It's good tears. It's hap It's just, he was, yeah, he was a good dentist. He was a good man. He was a good mentor. Yeah. One of the best. Um, I, I guess that leads me into, a, one of our, one of my questions, which is, um, why dentistry? What, what led you uh, from an influence perspective into, into a career in dentistry? Oh, Gosh, um, I never wanted to be in dentistry. Okay. <laughs> because my aunt and my uncle are both dentists. They both still practice. Um, and I, I, um, I go in every so often to my uncle's practice. Cause he's near me just to help out here and there. Um, but I got a job right out summer. I graduated high school. My mom's like, get a job while you're going to college. So I found, I got a job with Nancy, who was the office manager for Dr. Plash. Previously, we were, I was with her at another practice and was just working on weekends after school. I'd come in and work. And then she left to join Dr. Plash's team. And I switched paths. Like I was just surrounded by the dental world. And I was just like, I like this hygiene, hygiene 
you know, aspect. And I was like, the dentistry looks pretty good too. Um, so I switched my major from psych to um, dentistry, like the hygiene dentistry route. So, and I got into hygiene school before I was done with my prereqs for dental school. So I'm just never look back. I do joke to my patients that now I get an hour chair time to guilt them into flossing daily. <laughs> the psychology degree, the, nice. the classes that I did take, I do utilize. <laughs> Guilt is not a powerful motivating factor. <laughs> Very good. Hey, um, you've seen a lot of dental teams over the years. Um, you've been a part of a, a, probably a lot of team members throughout your career. Um, maybe some lessons learned about what successful dental teams do? Oh, that yeah, that's a good one. Um, I want to say probably the cross cross training. Like we were very adamant about you know you don't need to be an expert at how to make appointments, um, but you should know how to make them. Or like our front desk team would come in the back and they would know how to, you know, turn the room over. Um, they might not necessarily you know do it in like the most strategic way, but it's, it's going to be done properly that you can seat the next patient in there. Um, and I've just by default, cause I worked my way through all the channels and all the positions of dental in the dental profession that I just kind of have that back there. And it's really nice. Like if I don't have a patient, I can like go up front and confirm, confirm patients. Or that was my other thing when thinking about this was I always, check in before the end of the day. Like I'm saying goodbye to everybody, but it, I always start with like, is there anything I can do before I leave? Nice. Like, yeah, I always start like in the back and then move my way forward. So that way, you know, people know I'm leaving and then also, you know, did something, you know, it kind of creates an opening for them. Like, do, do we need to have a chat or discuss something? Or is there something that needs to be done? You know, that you just don't have time for. Nice. I think it's that, how may I help you versus- hmm help me. <laughs> right. That's good. Great advice. And, and w when you interact with, cause now I, I assume you've worked with or been with multiple doctors. Um, what is one thing that you have found that really helps a doctor, um, be a good leader or, um, what, what can a team team members that are listening, what can team members do to help that, to help that doctor be a good leader? Um, I think that's my current doctor. We, I think we're only like two years in, we do mini lunches every, every so often, like just to sit down and like debrief, like what's been going good, what's been going bad. And we, we try and do that quarterly. Um, and then also at the end of the day, like if I can't be in for an exam, I check in with her, like, what did you diagnose on this patient? So that way I can learn you know, how to better prepare the patient before she comes in to diagnose. Like I can, and I think that being with Dr. Plash for so long, like I knew whether he was going to do a filling, an onlay or a crown. When I'm with a new dentist, I don't quite know their, what they're going to do. So just kind of checking in with her all the time and then having those set meetings to just, and that's our purpose is to touch bases with each other. Nice. Very good. Uh, if, if you were going to travel back in time to talk to Lisa uh, when she began her work. Uh, what, what would you say to young Lisa just starting? Any things you've learned that you would regret or do different or absolutely you do the same? And any advice you'd give to yourself? Ooh. See the chiropractor way early on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. 
(laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. And then, oh yeah. Yeah. Chiropractor massages. I've always done yoga and I, I found early on, like if I missed even once a week yoga, yeah. Just giving your, just keeping your body healthy. Cause it's, it doesn't feel like it's taxing in the beginning. Cause I was, I did five days a week for, I think my first 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just don't notice stuff. Um, and now that I'm almost two decades in, I'm like, Ooh, like that's, <laughs> that's not supposed to feel that way. Right. So yeah, yeah possibly, you know, just extending that lifetime with the, with body care. Yeah. Great advice. Very good. Nice. Very good. Uh, I, I read anything off the top. <laughs> <laughs> any, any skills or culture training things that stand out from crown council or, or things that you've learned here that are worth uh, talking about or, or stuff that you, that you still, that you use today? Oh, I, I touched on a couple. Um, what ones haven't I touched on? Um, I think the happy to do it. I, I love telling people that and they're just kind of like the little, you know, instead of saying, you know, other no things problem. Like, to do. Yeah. I'm happy to do that. Um, or the, just, just, it's not just do it, but do what you ought to do when you ought to do it, whether you want to or not. I love that. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, and that goes way back. And then my sister did Eagle you and that I think creating that culture in the young, like I'm very, my son's only one. And if it's still around, he's going like, <laughs> so yeah. And still like taking these lessons and like immersing them into your personal life as well, too. I don't like, it doesn't just stop in the dental office. You can bring everything crown council has into your personal life too. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, you're, you're moving forward. You're, uh, not working in a practice right now. That is, you are, you just said you are the crown counsel in your practice. Uh, as we kind of wrap up, what is that like? How, how is that working? It's it actually one's my uncle. So he just kind of like goes with my flow. Okay. <laughs> the other one, like just trying to, it's like, what is crown counsel? Like trying to explain that, um, to the dentist. And it's like, these are like the keystones of, what creates good practices, good patterns. So, and she's been on board with it. She's, you know, she's interested in it, but haven't, she hasn't quite taken that step to. Okay. That's all right. It's okay. Um, to do it. But I, I yeah, just, and I, I notice like little things will pick up like, cause I'm only there once to twice a week, but I'll notice some changes. Like, cause we, we do have a couple shifts um, in, t- in team members lately. So, mm-hmm. and then I'll just, chat with them and be like, Hey, I do, this is why I do it this way, you know? And they're like, Oh, so yeah. It's- cool. Lisa, you are a model team member, an absolute leader amongst all crown council team members. You are the best. Uh, I'm just grateful to share some of what you've learned over the years and just your, your personality, your attitude. Uh, I'm sure every office in crown council would love to have you as part of their practice. Any, any, any concluding thoughts before we wrap up? Oh, don't just, just can keep coming to crown council. And just, I, I think everybody that's part of crown council, just they're, they're amazing. They're just, they're good mentors to, to me. And then just good examples to just keep 
educating yourself, keep learning, keep evolving. Coming from the one team member who is now a lifetime qualified member. You are you kidding? You are the you are the person that everyone's looking to. <laughs> Very good. Hey, hey. I'm open. If anybody wants to get a hold of me or next event, if you want to chat with me, like I'm completely open. Come up and come up and say hi. Very cool. All right. Pattern your career after Lisa. We're super grateful for you and, and your example to the rest of the group. So appreciate you. Thank you, Stuart. Thanks for joining us for this Mentor of the Month podcast sponsored by Crown Council. This is just one tool available to the Crown Council membership that helps dental teams build a culture of success. That's our mission and purpose is to provide a place for dental teams to come together and learn the skills needed to develop your most valuable asset, the people, those people who work in your practice. As always, if you're interested in being part of this group or want more information about the tools available to the membership, go to www.crowncouncil.com or call us 1-800-276-9658. Thanks.